and a very good evening, everybody. That was a strange start. My computer's chugging away like something fierce. I don't know if we were live or if we weren't, but I'm pretty sure we're off and running. So a very good evening to you. It's Monday. It's a little bit after nine o'clock. Welcome along to this week's episode of Team Tops. As always, we're live. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Team Tops. We're live on Facebook uh, at Team Tops, and we're live on YouTube tonight as well. Uh, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Jason. Jason, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. Glad it's uh, Monday. Um, had a really interesting night last night. Uh, <laughs> if you watched the Mariners Angels game, it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, but not for the baseball. It turned into WWE at some point, didn't it? That's all right. Don't care. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> when you're a fourth place team to AL West, you got to have a little fight and spirit in you. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, it was a good one there. I got to pull out all my Naked Gun references. If you if you haven't seen Naked Gun, there's a big fight between the Angels and the Mariners, and it was quite like that. And uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. But you know what? <laughs> First game yeah. I'd watched in weeks, and of course, it turned into a good one. There was uh, some interesting social media, some interesting social media content happened right after it as well. Which, if I'd known you were going to bring it up, we could have discussed. But. Um, well, let's bring it up now. Why not? <laughs> yeah, so there was a there's a, a fan of a Cincinnati Reds fan who sort of follows our um, players when they move to other teams. And uh, Jesse, is it Jesse Winker? I believe is the Jesse Winker. Yeah, yeah, the Mariners guy he used to be a Red. So she had gone there to see Jesse Winker, and he got ejected, obviously, in his part of the fracas. Uh, and he signed a signed a ball saying signed a ball and sent it to her saying. Sorry, I got ejected. Hopefully, you'll come and see another game soon, all that kind of thing, which was super cool. And the, the little girl had actually gone and seen another ex-Red, and I can't remember who it is, which, I'm, which is why I wish I'd researched it. So it's Joe Boto. Well, was it Boto? Okay, and he got ejected from the game that she went to see, and he wrote her an apology baseball as well, said, I'm sorry, I got ejected. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, it was super cool, very serendipitous, but um, the little girl's mum ordered a pizza from a local pizza delivery no, joint. No, no, it's, it's not her mum. It, it oh, else. I thought it well, I read something. No, read something not, not the same wrong. person, but yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, if you know the story, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, seeing as you're the Mariner guy, right? So, right, so another fan decided, you know what, like, Jesse Winker's a stand-up guy, he got in the face of Phil Nevin for, if you haven't watched the game, basically what happened is uh, apparently they thought the Mariners were throwing out Mike Trout Saturday night. They threw a couple of balls high and inside. Didn't hit Trout, but Trout took offense to it. So uh, the Angels decided to open with a, 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 an opener and uh, didn't bother with the first batter. But the second batter they threw was uh, Julio Rodriguez. They threw right behind him. Benches were warranted, right? That's it. They're there. <laughs> All right. Okay. You threw a Trout last night. We threw it that. Should have been the end of the thing there. Next thing, first batter, Jesse Winker, boom, right in the ass. So it was just like, okay. So Winker was like, what the hell? Come on, guys. This is this is over. Like, like that. And so like he was kind of, you know, like, all right, are we done with this? And then it was uh Anthony Rendon was talking trash from the, the dugout, you know, because he's got nothing better to do with his broken right hand. And uh, yeah, that that caused he pissed off Winker and he went over there. Fights for out. Anyways, this fan thought, you know what? They got thrown out. I'm going to order him pizza. So uh, Mike's Mountain Pizza. So if you're in Anaheim, I'm telling you, support Mike's Mountain Pizza. Apparently, it's the best pizza in town. <laughs> and uh, so he ordered a pizza. And then uh, the guy, the delivery guy, is like, all right, where did I deliver it to? And he's like, all right, well, visiting clubhouse, Anaheim. And the guy's name's like Sandeep. And uh, he's like, okay, well, it's been delivered. I mean, whether he gets it or not, we don't know. And uh, yeah, so the pizza got delivered to Winker, and apparently it was really good. And um, the the woman that had posted it on social media sent their Venmo account to tip Sandeep, and uh, he ended up with a ton of tips there. It was I don't know how much money he got, but I would guess probably close to seven or eight hundred dollars from, from yeah. the Mariner fans, who thought it was pretty awesome. They delivered pizza. The guy created a Twitter account. You know, he's like I'm a big Mariner fan now. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think I think when I left the thread last night. Um, they had just managed to secure the, the, the delivery driver's Venmo and we're going to share it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's a pretty fun story. Uh, so, yeah, two, two kind of cool things to come out of that game. Man. Like I say, the girl getting the, her second uh, signed baseball from a dude who got ejected during the game, which is kind of fun. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, whatever it takes to make a Mariner game interesting, I guess, right? <laughs> if you watch the Mariners, you know we need it. 
All right. Well, that was pretty cool. I'm glad we started with that story. That was kind of fun. <coughs> so yeah, we'll move into regular regular scheduled programming then with a little bit of news. Um, it's been a bit quiet in the last week. This is the first week for a, for a little while we've done two shows back to back. Um, it's been a little bit quiet. So we're, I'm taking this opportunity to catch up on some uh, some topics that have come up in the last few weeks that we haven't actually had a chance to discuss in the show yet. So I'm throwing you a bit of a curveball. Uh, first thing we'll go back to is the LeBron James triple logo man, uh, which we discussed in the show last week. A lot of speculation it was going to go to the moon, uh, was going to become the most expensive baseball card, uh, most expensive sports trading card ever sold. Uh, it finally sold for uh, $2.4 million uh, whenever the auction ended. I think last, uh, no, it was after we after our show last week, so some point last week. Um, it sold for 2.4 million, so it actually puts it tied sixth overall, um, actually with another LeBron James card, uh, one of the exquisite upper deck exquisite collection RPAs or rookie patch autographs, uh, numbered which are numbered out of 23. So there's 23 of those, and one of them sold for 2.4 million. Uh, so yeah, it didn't quite reach the heights that that people were expecting. Didn't break the six point. Six million uh, for the T206 Honus Wagner that sold back in August of last year. So, like I think, as I said last week, uh, the purist in me is kind of happy about that. Uh, 2.4 million is obviously not to be sniffed at, but yeah, sixth overall it goes for. That's not bad. I mean, I would have thought double that. I mean, it's three logo van patches, you know, um, but uh, maybe recessions hit everyone hard. <laughs> Well, this is it. Yeah, I mean, four, yeah. two point four, not four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like say uh, uh, again, as we said last week, if, if you're playing in this mar- if you're playing in this marketplace for uh, where you can spend two point four million dollars on a single uh, on a single sports trading card, I don't think you give you give too much of a hoot that the price of bread's gone up forty percent in the last like however long. Uh, but yeah, interesting nonetheless. Like I say, I thought it would do better than that as well. Um, who who'd have thought that two point four million dollars for a trading card might turn out to be fantastic value? Uh, only time will tell. Um, yeah, that's that one done over the over the line. Because LeBron's not won a title in a few years, you know, so it's kind of yeah, you know, came out you know at the same well, time. Golden I mean, State just won the NBA championship. You know, the the spotlight's not really on him; it's on Stephen Curry at the moment. Yeah, I, I mean. LeBron, I think it's safe to say, is very much in the twilight of his career anyway. Uh, so I think the fact that he missed out on, you know, another championship, I don't think is really going to do too much harm to his legacy. Uh, I mean, from the years that he spent in Cleveland, where he could have been playing somewhere else, you know, he probably cost himself a few titles. But, you know, his his place in, in the history of, of basketball is, is well assured. Uh, so no, I, I don't think. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not a fantastic time to be selling uh, a non-Golden State Warriors uh, uh, basketball card, I guess, right in the middle of finals. But uh, again, you know, you can put LeBron in the same kind of conversation as Mike Trout in baseball. You know, it doesn't really matter what the rest of the market's doing. Like the the market for Trout is always strong, and I guess you could put Shohei Otani in that same bracket as well. Like. Um, you know, I, I, again, the, the wider ebbs and flows of the market, they don't affect Otani cards quite as much as uh, as they would affect the rest of the market. But again, because people are just so high on them. I think it's the same story with LeBron as well. You know, the, the name's enough to carry it. For the most part, yeah. Glenn's yeah. saying he, he should have put a bid in 2.4. Apparently, the kitchen <laughs> renovations are going all right. He can afford 2.4. <laughs> so, uh... You just, you just, you just stole my joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go as well. <laughs> yeah, the, the the epic kitchen refit must be over. Glenn's dipping back into the to the used card market. <laughs> so we got another yeah. question for you here. So from Pandy DJ, do baseball have cheerleaders? No, but they have mascots, which are just as much fun. Maybe well, no. well, no, but mascots the, are awesome. The Toronto Blue Jays have the J Force. In fact, I don't know. I don't know if they still have the J Force, but certainly when myself and and uh, our good friend Ross went to uh, to take in a few games in Toronto, they had the J Force. They were all about their civic pride. Um, not so much cheerleaders, I guess, in the traditional sense, like pom poms and and skirts like and whatever else. That, 
Yeah, not like NFL, but more like a sort of dance troupe, I suppose, would be a way of putting it. Uh, equal numbers of gentlemen and ladies, but yeah, they were sort of doing dances on top of the dugouts and stuff like that. So, uh, but no, no, no star spangled cheerleaders like you, you know, like you think of, you know, you close your eyes and you think of Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Well, I mean, that's how I sleep at night, but. Uh, <laughs> I think they have them in the Korean league and the Japanese league. I think there are, or there's cheer yeah. sections, and there's actual people that do it, but it's not necessarily, as you would say, like a cheerleader as the American football no. or basketball. Uh, you know, or so. basketball, yeah. The um, the Savannah Savannah Bananas have them, of course. They have the world's oldest cheerleader squad. Do you call them a squad? But they basically sure. have they basically have ladies who I think are all over seventy, and they do like the cheerleading stuff at Savannah. Can't say it, Savannah, Savannah Bananas. Bananas. Yeah, yeah, I can't say it. I don't know why I can't say it. I've never struggled to say it until tonight. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so go check them out. Like, yeah, I'd love that, man. Go check them out on TikTok. You'll see them on TikTok. Um, you know, because I'm I'm all about the TikTok. Cause I'm down with the kids. The most entertaining baseball team in the country. Minor league, major league, yeah, they 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 know how to do fan engagement. They do it well. Yeah. Like literally, like it's a short season rookie ball league, a college ball league, and they sell out. Like you, you can't even yeah. take it for it. And they're like they're they're back doing barnstorming again, like post COVID. So they're doing barnstorming and touring around, and they've got some amazing rules in the games as well. Like if if you foul the ball off into the crowd and a fan catches the ball, you're out. Like, you know, like stuff like that. It's amazing. You can steal first. I love the steal first thing. Um, so like on a wild pitch or a pass ball, you can go steal first. Doesn't matter the count. Like all all these kind of cool things are putting in the game. So yeah, check out Savannah. Oh, flipping Savannah Banana. You see it. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you got my back, Jack. I like it. I got it. Yeah. We're clearly on the same wavelength. You know, that's all right. Yeah, it's, it's just like yeah. Well, I need to put more adhesive on my false teeth or something tonight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, I love the J Force. I'm so glad that I. That I re- Thank you for bringing <laughs> back that memory about. with that question. Yeah, yeah the J Force. That was all you could talk about. Went to my first major league baseball game. The J Force. Is this normal? Yeah, <laughs> Civic man, yeah. Pride. What is Civic Pride? <laughs> they were all about the Civic Pride. It was fantastic. It was so much fun. Uh, so yeah, harking back to news then. Um, I want to talk about eBay a little bit. So eBay, I guess, uh, in the card, the, the trading card game, um, still a, a major player, but in the, only in the traditional sense of they're a massive marketplace. Uh, so people obviously sell quite a lot on there. Whenever people are looking to establish the value of their cards, eBay sales has sort of become the hobby benchmark uh, for value. Gone in the days of looking up your Beckett Price Guide magazine or or even you know paying the price for a Beckett membership and looking it up there, um, eBay sales are pretty much gospel when it comes to trading card value. But they've never really done anything exclusively for the trading card market. Well, all of this has changed in the last uh, last little while. So, harking back to just the start of June, so just three weeks. We're not we're not months behind with this news, but so eBay have launched a service called the eBay Vault, uh, and this. I guess, plays very much on a similar service that's run by a company called PWCC. Now, PWCC were in trading card news for all the wrong reasons towards the end of last year, uh, being accused and I think pretty much found guilty of shield bidding their auctions and and driving up values, uh, you know, to to their own gain. I should probably say this is all allegedly, but they were certainly subject to... Uh, a major investigation. They were suspended from eBay. I don't know if they're back on, but they certainly were at the time they got kicked off of eBay. So PWCC offer this vault service. So basically you can send them your high value cards and they will put them in a vault for you, uh, in a literal vault. This isn't some NFT nonsense. So now eBay have launched the same thing. Uh, So their press release goes to say, uh, today eBay, a global commerce leader that connects millions of buyers and sellers around the world, announces the launch of the eBay vault a 31,000 square foot, 24-7 secure, temperature-controlled facility and digital marketplace for collectors. Beginning today, single graded trading cards, $750 plus are eligible for eligible for eBay vault access. So there you go. So secure storage, all temperature control. And this is this is like real deal. This is like 
Bond villain stuff, you know, they've basically bought out a hollow a, a hollowed out volcano and they've, they've uh, I was to say bought a mountain in Yeah, they basically put it in a mountain, yeah. Uh I can't remember exactly where the place is, but it's something very similar. So yeah, and this is again playing on the PWCC thing. So some of the cool things about it are obviously it's secure storage for your not everyone can afford a, a safety deposit box or perhaps a safe on their house. So you can send it to eBay. It's almost they're doing it only graded, so they're guaranteeing authenticity for their cards as well. For a long time, eBay have offered a authentication service on sneakers. So if you were buying high-end sneakers, you wouldn't ship them straight away to the customer. You would send them to an intermediary who would uh, review the sneakers and confirm their authenticity and then send them on to the final purchaser. And very recently they've started doing the same service for trading cards as well so i guess that's another innovation that they've brought <clears throat> so now we have the vault um and your cards can live in the vault but the cool thing about the vault is you could sell your cards get the money for them immediately and then the card is immediately transferred to the customer to your your customer's vault so if i bought a, a five thousand dollar trading card off of you it would immediately be transferred to my ownership i don't have to wait for you to ship it to somebody for it to be authenticated for it then to be shipped onto me and then you know you run the risk of damage you run the risk of it going missing all that kind of stuff it's all if, you, if you're happy not to have these things in your physical possession then it immediately transfers to your vault storage and and then you can access it as and as and when you please um so it takes away some of the risk when you're dealing in high value cards like that um and yeah like i say the, it's very much a copy of a similar service offered by pwcc who are also in the news um because so the ebay vault is located in newcastle delaware there you go is that what you were so frantically googling yeah exactly so yeah. it's actually policed by peter griffin so you know if it's just down the road from there <laughs> yeah quahog right yeah there you quahog, go. yeah you know get a family guy joking when i can you know <laughs> yeah damn right yeah well played i like it um so like i said very similar to this pwcc service pwcc at the minute uh, are saying they have over $1 billion in assets inside their own vault, uh, which is quite something. Um, the PWCC says it now has over 500,000 assets stored in its Oregon vault. There you go there in Oregon, uh, with a total assessed value of over $1 billion. Uh, they've been doing the vault since 2018. Uh, so yeah, there you go. And they have a picture of their vault, which looks very secure. Um, so yeah, eBay, copy and PWCC, opening this vault service. I think it's a good idea. I quite like it as a as a concept. Obviously, PWCC have done quite well out of it. Um, so yeah, good luck to. I mean, obviously, very much based at the American market. That's where they would do most of their business, but uh, it's still a pretty cool thing. Uh, eBay, eBay branching out and copying PWCC. And eBay have also branched out and they've started copying TikTok. Uh, so of all the collaborations you didn't think you would see, uh, so just this past week, actually, uh, eBay did their first beta kind of soft launch of their live shopping service, uh, which was a star-studded event hosted by, of all people, DJ Ski. Uh, yeah, so... And again, predominantly into the US market, there's an app called Whatnot. Uh, and it's basically a live uh, a live selling app. Um, we've dabbled a little bit in this as well with the network app when we bought garbage the kids. Garbage Pail Kids. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name. That was done as like a live shopping experience. And also uh, whatnot. And also TikTok. Sorry. So it's a big thing on TikTok is like live shopping. Mostly it's like some trash from wish.com. But... You know, you see a lot of people buying and selling, or at least I see them on my feed, uh, people buying and selling packs and opening Pokemon cards live on streams and all that kind of stuff. Um, so eBay are now dabbling in this as well, and they've basically launched their live shopping channel inside their app. Uh, it started on the 21st, I think, so it would have been right before, the day before, actually, the show last week. Um, and it was launched by, like I say, by DJ Ski. Uh, coming up, they're, they're also looking to, uh, where's the thing? 
they are going to be live, doing it live at the National. So Ooh, they're going nice. to be doing some of their live selling stuff there. eBay, as I'm sure, will have like a, a pretty massive stand and, and all that good stuff. So they're going to be doing their live live selling service there. Uh, no news on who it will be, but you know a lot of the big hitters in the card space will be there. I'm sure DJ Ski will be there in some uh, in some capacity. I think he was going to be there with PSA, or, or maybe that was a different maybe that was a different well, show. Well, we'll do there. a national show yeah, before it goes, since we're not going to actually be there. But we'll cover all other things going on there. Um, yeah. So Glenn, Glenn was asking, how do you get those cards into your bike spokes from the wall? <laughs> I, I think they offer, offer the service where somebody gets on a bike for you and then puts it in the spokes. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If 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 you want to stick a PSA slab through your bike spokes, then be my guest. <laughs> you could it could end up with a, a reasonable uh, a reasonable injury there. Um, so yeah, keep a lookout for eBay Live. Quite an interesting concept. It's apparently available through the app. I've got a funny feeling it might only be available through the app in the US, but you can go to ebay.com slash eBay Live um, and find out some more information about it. Like I said, they're planning to be live at the National uh, and they're also going to be live at uh, Gen Con, which I think is more like uh, a Comic Con type uh, dealio, and that is in... Indianapolis at the start of August, so not long after, not long after the national. I guess that must be the next big one after that. Um, so yeah, if you like a bit of whatnot, I think a few people in the UK use it, uh, or you've dabbled in TikTok shop, TikTok shopping, then maybe eBay Live will be uh, something that will float your boat. But I think interesting to see eBay copying. Uh, two upstarts, if you want to call them that. PWCC is not really an upstart, but whatnot kind of is. Uh, yeah, launching their own services like not long after other companies have done it. So, we'll stay tuned and see who else eBay copy in the next uh, the next little while. <laughs> who knows? Like I said, again, I oh, great idea. We'll just borrow that and do it ourselves, and we'll do it yeah. worse. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. So, yeah, I, I mean, if they do a, if they do a decent job of it, then. Then you know, good luck to them. Why not? Like I say, the 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 vault thing's obviously been a success for PWCC. So, and we were only seeing trading card values going up and up and up and up and up. And so, why not offer a secure storage service if you can figure out a way to monetize it? You know, I, I mean, you pay thirteen percent of of all eBay. You know, of all eBay sales, they get that anyway. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it costs extra. I probably should have read there. I probably should have read there. Right. Pressure release in, in more detail. Glenn's saying he's going to try to do some live stuff at the national. So we'll talk later with you, Glenn, and we'll uh, we'll figure something out there because we're definitely going to devote an episode to the pre-show to that national and talk what's going on. And maybe we'll um, we'll definitely cover post-show. So that's a really good idea. I did have some some national stuff I was going to toss in, but we shall save it. We'll save it for for we'll do a national special like maybe the week before. <clears throat> that'll be something to uh, that'll be something to research. Oh yeah, it looks pretty cool. I keep getting the emails. We keep going. God damn it! Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I stopped reading the emails. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I haven't checked the. We're we're sort. Of, I mean, we're four weeks out, five weeks out from it now. So this is around about the time where prices on flights, if they are going to come down, it, you know, they tend to come down kind of now. So I don't know. I, I've. I'm still 99% like not going. So um, it's not the flights. The flights don't bother me. It's the, the it's the hotel. It's the accommodation. Yeah. yeah, it's madness. Yeah, going to pitch a tent on the beach. Um, so yeah, if anyone's listening from Atlantic City or the surrounding area, and you fancy putting up two handsome gentlemen for a few days, then let us know. <laughs> uh, that would be kind of funny if that came off. But, um, so yeah, that was a. We'll get this random text from somebody going, you can crash at ours. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we're coming. Yeah, it's the Jersey Shore, man, right now. <laughs> I'm sure it won't be sketchy at all. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll keep a, keep a, uh, an ear out for our national special, and that will come up uh, towards the end of July. Uh, that'll be kind of cool. Like I say, other than that, not really too much uh, too much more news going on, so just uh, a chance to catch up on a few things we had missed. Um, yeah, talking of not very much news, oh, that, was, that was pretty smooth. That was a pretty slick segue. Um, <laughs> You've been working on that one. I have, I have, yeah. Uh, Project 100, how, are, how the devil is that going? 
sales are terrible. There is zero discussion about it. Um, I'm, I'm not even bothering to advertise it in the shop because it's so bad. Um, I like the cards. The cards are actually really cool. But everyone's tapped out, you know, with uh, with everything there. And uh, Tops is doing absolutely nothing to promote it. I, re I really feel bad for the artist because here we are in the spring one. And it finishes tomorrow. And they've had, like, four of the 25 cards sell out. So um, who knows? Maybe they get wise. They take a break rethinking go hey maybe we should include those foils and one-on-one -on -one cards back into those because people will actually buy and chase those um nobody knows whether it's coming back i i, I kind of hope it dies off <laughs> just because <laughs> it, it, it's it's flawed it's so flawed and um yeah all the people i know that are collectors are like i have zero interest in this like the fun of me was going and buying a five pack and going, maybe hit a foil. Great, fantastic. Um, but um, they haven't announced who the summer edition will be. No one knows when it's coming out. I've seen absolutely nothing about it. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> it finishes tomorrow at like 4 o'clock. And hopefully see the back of that. And and Tops learns a lesson. Not counting on it, but yes. Um, <laughs> Here we are again talking about Tops need to learn a lesson about something. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I just don't understand. It's like you you see the last two, you see people clearly play. You know, I mean, look how many people bought the party um, mantle chasing the Houndus Wagner card. I mean, you know, it's like that's easy cash. You just have to go great. People want a chase card. Why don't we put that in there? Nah, no, nah, we'll we'll just make the money ourselves. It's like, well, that didn't work out for you. Did you learn your lesson? Yeah. Can you can you make it interesting so people will actually go and buy cards? I, I they don't publish the print runs, so nobody has any idea of just how many they sold. And um, they released a Shack card. It was a uh, Chuck Styles, and who else released the Chuck the Shack card? I can't remember. And uh, it was a six card Shack set, same kind of idea as Project One Hundred. Um, but you could buy the APs. I don't know about the foils, but the print run on those were 250, 300 cards. <laughs> it's just like, so let us show you the market's gone. Like the, the bubbles burst. The you know we're not in twenty twenty again. No one's got free cash to go buy a hundred thousand <laughs> grippy shores. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah, uh, like, I think you nailed it. Like like I say, week one, it was sort of difficult to tell, but. Yeah, I think the sample size is big enough now, and you're absolutely right. Like because they've, everyone in the hobby loves the chase. You know that's that's why breaks are so popular, or one of the reasons that breaks are so popular. I mean, they're popular because products are flipping expensive as well. But um, yeah, everyone everyone's chasing. They want to chase the hits. They want to you know they want to get the cool stuff. They want to get the shiny shiny because um, everyone flips these days and nobody actually collects, uh, if you listen to the zeitgeist in the hobby. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. Like I say, it's just uh, it's turned into a cash grab. They, they've taken away the, the, the fun aspect of it, if that's the right way of putting it. It probably isn't, but you know what I mean. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're perhaps paying the price for it. As a side note, I see that they're even trying to cash in on the O'Neill Cruise uh, hype. So they must be quite late in sending the cards, like finalizing the cards. So because one of the cards this week is still available now, actually. Uh, O'Neill Cruise by John Geiger. It's actually a pretty sweet card. I quite like it. Uh, like I said, these yeah, cards are cool. You know, the price. You know it's, it's, yeah. it's absolutely different. But are you paying $20 for... That's a cool card. <laughs> I can say that about a lot yeah. of cards. You know what? That's an excellent point. Because if, if it was 20 bucks with the chance of hitting a foil... Then, you know, that becomes a slightly more tempting prospect. But yeah, like yeah. you say, just to, yeah, just to pay 20, 20 bucks for, you know, and, and not even have a sniff at something, you're right. It, it, it makes a one off purchase far less desirable. Mm -hmm. There's still some deluxe I mean, editions available at the minute as well. I've had all yeah, of them I, apart I, from I, that. You're not even selling those out. So that tells yeah. you how bad it is that people are doing it. Um, I mean, he obviously he's John Geiger's a pirate 
he's a pirate fan, so he knew about O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz is the top five prospect, and and by all means, like I'm very curious to see how this plays out because the dude's six foot seven and playing shortstop. He's got like, a rocket for an arm. Was it ninety four point seven miles an hour across a diamond the other day? Yeah, yeah. Flipping left the cameraman. He even caught the cameraman out. It was hilarious. You should go watch so, that clip if you can find it. A lot of people had posted it in the community saying, "Oh my god, that's absolutely wild." But you remember, this guy is throwing that from one hundred and twenty feet away. He's like, "How did the first baseman see it?" It's like that's a normal speed. I mean, it's obviously on the high, high end of stuff there, but. You're used yeah. to that. <laughs> like, you know, balls come at you that fast, pretty regularly. <laughs> ah, yeah. When they're coming, when they're coming off the bat, like 115 mile an hour plus, it's funny how yeah. quickly you can adjust. You can adjust to that. You know, mm-hmm. even in our, even in our bush league baseball, you know, when dudes are winging it across at maybe 50 mile an hour. When it's coming off the bat at 70, and you, like you know, there's still that adjustment there. So yeah, it's uh, uh, you can connect to, you can connect the dots on that. It's totally different scales, quite obviously, yeah. but. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's yeah. a hell of an arm. Don't, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's like, you I, know, those guys are used to it. Like, they're, they're super human. There's a reason why they yeah. play baseball yeah, exactly. at the top yeah. of the percent. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And they can hit fastballs at 100 mile an hour. So catching one with a big glove at 95 is not all that difficult. As long as it's an accurate throw, of course. Yes. Yeah. That's why you wear a cup. <laughs> I thought you didn't because it made you a better fielder. Uh, quick hands. Quick hands. Quick hands. <laughs> Dude, I fully subscribe to that theory. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like said, you, you certainly go down with your arm assignment. Yep, if you're gonna protect the family jewels, you're gonna have quick hands. <laughs> you are you certainly are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, let's wait and see then. Project 100 uh, stalling is probably the nicest uh, way to put it, right? Yeah, I think they take a break. I think they reevaluate it and kind of go and well, maybe we throw the stuff back in. And, and make it a little bit more desirable. I mean, Tops is probably losing money on the product. I can't imagine they have made much on them. Um, and then we'll find it's out not. who the next five artists are and for the summer one. Yeah, yeah. Fanatics must be throwing stuff around the boardroom when they see this nonsense, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's see. We'll see. I think we'll start really start seeing the Fanatics effect next year once they get their house in order. They've got their CEO now. They're recruiting people all over the place, so... All right, cool. Let's wait and see what happens with uh, with Project 100 then. Uh, it'll be interesting developments, I'm sure. So moving on to new release baseball. Let's get excited for new release baseball. Yay! Because there's been, because there's been none since the last time we spoke. Uh, so this week should have, or last week, sorry, should have seen the launch of Definitive, one of the more high-end tops products, but it's been delayed into July. So there's not a heck of a lot to get excited about at the moment. But what has come back this year for the third year running is Tops T206, um, one of my least favorite products because I took a massive bath on it when I decided to bring stuff over uh, a couple of years ago. It was the really annoyed me, but so it's a product that's released in Wave. So you, Wave 1 is out at the moment, uh, available until July 22nd at tops.com if you happen to be interested. Uh, so T206, obviously the name might ring a bell and you think, oh, where do I, where do I know that from? So the, the, the collection of tobacco cards that the Honus Wagner is from that is the original T206 baseball. Uh, Tops have released it as an online special for the last three years. So they're all tobacco sized cards. Um, sort of have what I would call a strange art style. It's not, it's not photo, photo, it's not a photograph that's been aged through Photoshop filters. It's like kind of cartoony. I don't really like it. I don't really like the art style, but you know, it's subjective. Um, yeah, if, if you're into Tops T206, it is back again this year. I know a few people in, in, the, in the UK were collecting them. Um, obviously, they've got the big rookies in, so, you know, it's another Wonder Franco rookie card to go find. Uh, there will be J-Rods, there will be O'Neill Cruz, you know, there will be Jaron Duran, all these guys. Um, so, yeah, available right now on Tops.com until July 22nd, and then I think there was four waves last year, so I'm sure there'll be four waves again this year as we progress through the season. Um, so yeah, I think it was 10 cards in a pack last year for about 20 bucks. I should have looked up to see what this year's is. It's probably the same. Uh, we've had a Panini release. Now I slagged off Panini in the, on the last episode for their effort with Absolute and was giving them pelters because, you know, they used to be, even though they're not licensed, they used to be kind of good value and you could get, if you weren't bothered by that, you could pick up a box for maybe 
you know, about a hundred bucks and get a couple of nice autographs out of it. And you know, you, you if, if you weren't too fussed by the unlicensed thing, there was actually some value to be had. Uh, so Panini, Panini Select uh, is out this week. So $160 a box. Uh, and for your money, you get a couple of autographs, a couple of relics, three numbered prisms, and five insert cards. Only 60 cards in total. So I didn't do the math. Slightly less than $3 a card, uh, which for unlicensed and Panini Select, I guess, is a bit like their equivalent of Topps Chrome, so I suppose it's kind of like their flagship shiny product that isn't Mosaic, because Mosaic's really expensive. Well, Mosaic's more expensive. So it's just kind of fairly plain design, uh, but chromed out, obviously. So once again, not the sort of same value that I would expect from a, from a Panini release. It does feel a little bit like Panini are starting to phone it in a little bit with their baseball releases because it is unlicensed. They know they're not getting the license because... Fanatics have gone and done their thing. Um, so yeah, as if I wasn't uninspired enough by Panini, further, <laughs> further, even further uninspired by the release of Select this week. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the the newest release. And like I say, if you're a fan of Panini, then you might see some value. Might see some value in there. We're still waiting on uh, Stadium Club. Stadium Club should be out uh, due to be released in the states on Wednesday. Uh, if anything in the UK. We've still not got a standard pattern of release from Tops UK. I would like to think we'll see this on Tops UK. I'd guess around about 140 a box, pounds that is. Um, I still think the same. Hopefully by the end of the week we might see that. But there is one big release this week, one that I know we're very excited about. Oh, yes, yes, we are. And I think a lot of people in the hobby in general and in the UK are excited about it as well. And that is the Tops and Lauren Taylor set. Wave one drops tomorrow, 28th of June, uh, approximately 9 a.m. Pacific time, which is 5 p.m. UK 5 time. Yeah, yeah, good maths. Look at me. Yeah, you um, should even. I mean, I should know that yeah. off my head. <laughs> no, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, geez, that's your time. That's my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to take your socks off or I'll start to worry. Um, so, yeah, uh, so barely just as we came on just as we came on uh on stream tonight five minutes before the start of the show uh lauren's put a post on her facebook saying uh wave one approximately 9 a.m pacific time exclusively on tops.com uh, keep in mind if the information you're looking for such as cost chase cards checklist etc is not noted here it's because i can't share it yet uh set your alarms or reminders so there we go 5 p.m we don't have any other information at the moment in her post, she's uh, included a sneak peek of the box, um, and that has her self-portrait on the box, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's also a preview of the of her Pete Alonso card, her Tatis Jr. card, and her Mike Trout card. So those are the three that we've had previewed. Comes out tomorrow, 5 p.m. UK. Set those alarms. If you need help shipping from the States, contact Jason or I. <laughs> yeah, I'll sort you out if you want some. Um, but yeah, uh, who knows how long this will be there. But yeah, um, I'm sure I'll buy a box or two. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting, interesting that she's mentioned chase cards without actually confirming if there are going to be any chase cards. Uh, so I don't know about autographs or anything that could be contained therein. I'm quickly scanning the comments on the post just in case she's updated them. But I'm assuming it's going to be like the Blake Jameson and the Keith Shore sets that they did. There'll be, you know, the numbered parallels. There'll be a couple of chase cards in there or, you know, one-on-one stuff like that there. I can't imagine, you know, she's been working on it for a long time. So, um, so you know, there's got to be some some incentive for you to go out and buy it buy it other than you like the cards cards are cool like i said mm -hmm. you know if you look at the preview the cards are cool it's definitely in lauren's style and uh yeah i'm looking forward to it six cards per pack oh there you go just figured that out well i've just looked at a bigger version of the box <laughs> this year <year's> <laughs> and it, it says in the bottom six cards per box i know look at me i'm like sherlock holmes um so yeah expect six cards in your box 
uh, if it's anything like other releases of this ilk, expect it to be in the sort of $20, $25 range. But I've guessed tops prices before have been miles off. Uh, so, yeah, no idea what uh, about a price point or anything yet. But set those alarms for Tops Lauren Taylor release coming out tomorrow. And that is uh, really all we need to know for releases this week. We're finally getting the Lauren Taylor set, and obviously we're quite excited by it. Well, it's getting close to Fourth of July and everything like that there, so I'm I'm sure they're they're busy at home getting ready to blow stuff up. <laughs> yeah, with fireworks, we hasten to add. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Let's let's stay well away from current affairs in the United States of America at the moment. <laughs> that doesn't feel like a fun podcast. Um. So yeah, Stadium Club to come this week. Tops Lauren Taylor coming this week. Lots more new releases coming out early July. Like I say, 4th of July. Uh, there's actually quite a lot coming early in, uh, in the first couple of weeks of July. So we'll have plenty to talk about uh, for new releases in the next few weeks. So that leads us on to our final scheduled segment. We do have a little special discussion point at the end, but we'll cover Bunt first. Bunt, How are yeah. you feeling with Bunt? <laughs> it is nothing but crafting this year <laughs> like this. <laughs> Bunt wants you on the app every hour on the hour to go and craft as much as possible. So Gypsy Queen came out Friday. I like it. I think it's actually really cool. Um, but, you know, I'm just buying the base set and then I am crafting the Jackie Robinson variations there. So, again, it's 50 cards. There is no 50 card at once thing. So you've got to craft your eight or four for your eight cards over and over and over again (laughs) it is terrible (laughs) it is absolute slog um but uh, i'm almost done i think i've got like i'm just trying to make trades now i think i've actually crafted my my 30 cards so i can go and trade the rest out yeah i did the i did the gypsy queen crafting event once and i was like i'm not sitting crafting 50 cards i i just don't have that having having ground out the the heritage event for what felt like for what I felt like a month with wave one and wave two. But like I say, the, the good thing about that event was whenever you had to craft 20 cards and you wanted to be lazy, you could just craft 50 on un, uncommons for the tribute set. And like yeah. and so that was that was straightforward. But yeah, now it's craft 50. And I think the most you can do in a single craft is 10 for the the top 100 to get a gold top 100 card. Well, yeah, at once, yeah. That's even, even that's even even doing. I mean, it's only a ten second craft as well, but still, I mean, golly, top one hundred packs aren't cheap. They're like five grand, you know. So, yeah, that's that's faff city. So I did it one time, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Good, um, but yeah, you know, it's obviously worth it. I, I shared previously uh, offline. Um, for the crafting event for tribute, and I had collected all of the tribute emeralds and all the green signatures. And uh, surprisingly, for was it the green signatures that had a card count of 83 at the time? So there, there'll be a few more coming in the next day or two there, but it will be a, a, a card with under 100 available out from there. Um, and so that shows you if you're willing to put the time and effort to it, you're going to get a pretty rare card there because even iconics. Those are around 100 to 300 these days there. Yeah, and, yeah. So, uh, to, so to get a rare award at 83 is pretty crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And then again, the Pete Alonso award for the Emeralds, there was 202 when I picked up mine there. So you're talking about very few people. I mean, there's probably a good 30 or 40,000 people playing Bunt. And to see those cards kind of pop up at that low, it just shows you everyone's tired of crafting. No one wants to craft <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, um, one of the one of the U.S. Um, physical trading card groups, I mean, uh, a guy had put a, a post up going, "What's this bunt nonsense all about?" Like one of my mates told me to download it, and uh, I don't really get the point of it. And I, I put on a few comments, was trying to give them some pointers and stuff like that. But um, so yes, yeah, new people, new players coming to bunt all the time. But I, I was like, oh, "It's like kind of you, what your timing kind of sucks, dude," because like, you just missed two massive craft events with. With heritage and tribute, and like I don't know what you'd done if it was something, or if you put money into it straight away. But you like the guy had only just started on the app and had like 
two Gypsy Queen Iconics and like a bunch of super rares and stuff like that. I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, I play this game every day and I get jacked. Like, <laughs> like the entire way through both heritage events across three accounts for what felt like a year and a half of my life, I got one Iconic card out of it. You know, so the 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 time investment didn't really add up for me. So I don't know what you've done, like, right off the bat. But, yeah, a couple of Gypsy Queen Iconics, super low card counts. And I was like, well, you know, dude, those could be worth something. You know, you could trade those out for stuff or you could go sell them. Like, you know, go join the go join the bunt groups. There's dedicated bunt groups. Go join them. Uh, and, you know, you might be able to sell those to people or, you know, you can go see what's listed on eBay. And, you can, you know, if you're, if you're looking to make money out of it, which most people – collecting or i guess or trying or you can just like you know the the whole point of the app is to is to build out the sets and, and like you say get the award cards because this it's not like it's not like buying physical gypsy queen where you could get it anytime any place practically you know it's only available in the app for like three weeks and then it's gone so you have to collect and you have to try and you know fill the sets out and get and, and earn the awards and you know trade up and all that kind of stuff all the things you know, play it like you play it, not like I play it. You know, I'm I'm definitely definitely more, excuse me, definitely more casual with it. But if you want to get after it, get after it. And like I was, all right, cool, yeah, I'll stick with it and I'll go join some groups. And uh, so there you go. I was singing the praises of Bunt. But uh, I think it's also different there, like throwing you know twenty bucks and getting a bunch of iconics or legendary. Um, for, so back in the states, that's twenty bucks is nothing. You know, I think. I, I hem and haw. I'm going, do I spend eight quid this week? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think we've, I, I think we've talked, we've kind of spoken about this before, but for me, certainly the, like the difference between like, I'll happily walk into a Starbucks and get like, you know, buy, I can buy like an iced latte and like a, like a sandwich or something. And I'm not, and you're not really walking out with like a couple of quid off of a tenner for doing that, you know, but the idea of putting money into an ad, to buy something with it like just within the game to, is like mind-blowing to me do you know what i mean so like, well, no i'm yeah. not paying like three quid to do that yeah it's dumb it's so dumb it's like <laughs> i don't know where my head's at but yeah to do something like you know when you're talking about a frivolous purchase you know because i can make a cup of coffee in the house i don't have to go to starbucks yeah. but, you know i'll drive 50 minutes out of my way like to go and to go and get our grande ice vanilla latte from from starbucks yeah, you know, and I don't even think about it, but oh, I'm going to put four pound into a game on my phone. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> it's, like, exactly. it's uh, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, good on them. Uh, I see another new player. That's always good. It's always good. Yeah, it's. It, there's been a lot of new players there. They definitely play the game differently. Uh, I spend a lot of time in the trades feed, and they're they're so wild and wonderful people in there. <laughs> yeah, and they overvalue their cards. That's for sure. <laughs> That just means that uh, that you enjoy arguing with people. With <laughs> I think I do. I think <laughs> I think you know I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you get know, sent I, some I, get sent some interesting screenshots from Jason's trade chatter in one of our group chats. That's kind of fun. <laughs> oh, but you know, like, I did complete six hundred trades over the heritage event. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. I can't. I can't believe that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, I mean, like if I had a job, there's no way I'd be putting this much time in the butt, but I am enjoying it. And uh, <laughs> you know, as it keeps going on, I'll be back and go, oh, look at that year, 2021 and 2022. I played a lot of buttons. <laughs> look at my cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite right. Quite right. So yeah, um, any new sets? Have we got new sets? Oh, Gypsy Queen last Friday, so that'll be around for a little while. That's probably a three-week so, release, is it? So we know, let's see, what is coming up this week in Bunt, because it came out just today. So uh, a storm today is going to be Miguel Castro. He's the storm oh, person yeah, The Relic tomorrow will be Ty France and the Mariners. And a position, uh, positional prowess. Now, I'm not doing that one, but it's right field. So that means Judge, Soto, and Betts. Um, and then the rest of the bunt storm would be Josiah Gray of the Nationals, Alex Lang. I don't know where he's who, who he plays for. Do you know Alex Lang? I'm assuming he's like a reliever mm, somewhere. I know the name. Well, I can't place it. 
I, probably, yeah, I, pro- so. I probably read I probably read out his name over the weekend because I returned to the world of box breaks for the first time in about a, I think it's been about a month since I did a break. Mm. Um, so yeah, I did a, a, a jumbo box break of series two last night. It was kind of nice to get back in the saddle, breaking some breaking some baseball cards again. I can see the stack from where I'm sitting that's yet to be sorted. Uh, <laughs> I'm not quite not quite so on board with that, but it was fun to be ripping packs again. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I mean, this guy sounds like a Twins Mill reliever. <laughs> That's my best. <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> so, uh, he's not DJ uh, Lemayhu. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we get Logan Gilbert for Bunt, which I'll get that one for being a Mariners fan there. But uh, Friday we get uh, Independence Day box set from Bunt, so they'll oh, be well, yeah, well, probably similar can, to so. the base with stars on it and whatnot. And, and I might buy a few packs there, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm slowly going away to 8 million coins and I still know <laughs> I'm saving up yeah, for Inception you, next year. <laughs> you, you, you've by far, for by far taken the lead over me and I think I was crushing the coins for a while because I just wasn't filling out sets, but you know, I think you're smoking me now. Not that it's a pissing contest about who's got the most worthless bunt coins, but <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. yeah, for so long I had so many. But, um. Yeah, bunts keep it. It's keeping it interesting, but like you say, I've got I've got craft fatigue, uh, I've got event fatigue. I'm back to my usual holding pattern of I'll try and check in every day so I get my daily reward token, mm-hmm. and I'll complete all of the daily quests and make an effort to complete the weekly quest. The only weekly quest ones I tend not to finish are uh, like forty trades because I just can't be arsed. Like even even sitting composing trades between my accounts just to get the trade numbers up. I just can't bother. So uh, the, the weekly one that involves trading, I generally don't do. But So do you, do you trade one and one back and forth? No, I just do one trade and and then I... then I um, Revise it. Revise it. Yeah, that's the yeah. word. Thank you. I just revise yeah. it. But even then, it's still, still a fart. It's you know? a slog. It's, it's a like, yeah, slog. for like... For like forty thousand coins, it's like oh, I'll just I'll just pass by it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, if there's enough dailies where I have to trade where I'll get close, then yeah, I will do it. But most of the time, I, I let the trade ones pass. And one hundred and twenty, however many spins it normally is through a week, is it fifty spins or something a week? Forty spins sometimes, a week, yeah. Forty, yeah. Sometimes that can be tough if, if I'm only checking in once or twice a day, <laughs> just to you know, just to like get my. Uh, get my missions done i usually i'll just smash them out and then you know I'm, i don't go back so i'll get my three i'll do maybe do three a day so and that one's kind of tough because if you leave yourself short by the time you get to the weekend when you actually have time to dedicate to it then you're kind of screwed there you go. he's a tiger's like, midgley well, you were pretty close <laughs> <laughs> central division <laughs> yeah only, only slightly more relevant than the twins, I would say, and I'm being very generous to to Glenn there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we should give a little shout out to Glenn actually to to wrap up the show. He brought up a very interesting talking point, um, which I had, con- which I thought we could have discussed in the show. However, having seen all the comments that have uh, that have gone on his post in the uh, Top Baseball Cars UK group on Facebook. Um, I'm going to do a bit more research into it. It's maybe one to discuss next week, but it's quite interesting. So uh, Glenn's beef with Tops this week, well, two beefs with Tops this week, one of them I share. Uh, so when we did the Series 2 break last night, an awful lot of the same cards coming out time and time and time again. Uh, Tyler Stevens, I think the dude's name is, middle reliever for the Yankees. We're, we're on middle reliever show tonight. Uh, I'm pretty sure we pulled like, five of his base cards last night out of one jumbo hobby box we had two packs there were two out of the first three packs that were almost identical as far as base cards go different inserts in them but uh the two packs were practically identical i mean there's 48 cards in a pack that's a lot of duplicates to be getting right off the bat yeah we also got this is the first time it's happened to me i think in all the breaks we've done we actually got cheated out of our hit so we were supposed to get an autograph and two relic cards in a jumbo hobby box of series two and we got the autograph and we got a relic card we got a numbered relic card which was a nice little bonus but we didn't get the second of the relic cards uh and i think that's the first time in all the breaks we've done that the advertised hits have not been in the box now tops has a process for this you can fill out uh, 
missing hit form on their website. And if they can, they'll get the missing hit out to you. So I'm going to go through that process um, and we'll see uh, we'll see if we can't find our, uh, can't get our, our missing hit delivered to us. But if everything, like everything else with Tops, it could take a, a while for that to come through. So Glenn and I were kind of bitching a little bit about Series 2 last night. Um, but the other issue that Glenn has, as a Detroit Tigers fan, is that Spencer Torkelson has his rookie card, or I think his first rookie card, in Series 2. However, it's not an official base card, if that makes sense. It's actually a short print of card number 658. But the base card 658 is Justin Briel, I think it is, B-R-U-I-H-L, of the Dodgers. And the short print of 658 is a Spencer Torkelson rookie card which doesn't really seem to make too much sense. A lot of speculation as to why this might be some fantastic comments um, on the post that, that Glenn's put up on Topps Baseball Cards UK Facebook group. Um, there does seem to be some precedence for this. Um, uh, probably Bobby Witt Jr. and J-Rod are in the same boat. Um, they've done it previously as well uh, in 2018 and 2019 with Gleyber Torres, Acuna and Vlad Jr. Um, so yeah, lots to chew over there. Like I said, I thought maybe we could discuss it tonight, but I feel like I need to go and research the history of this a little bit more. Um, but yeah, as a Tigers fan, Glenn's very non-plussed to make it very difficult to get the tops of minutes so difficult to get the rookie card of one of the uh, the Tigers' top prospects there. Um, eBay prices are kind of wild for people who, who have been lucky enough to find it. So. Yeah, uh, I saw a little bit more of an investigation, but I thought it was a pretty interesting thing. Glenn, Glenn had asked for our thoughts on it, but like I say, I think uh, I'm going to have to look into it a little bit more. But definitely something to discuss next week, I think. We'll discuss it next week. We've done a little bit more research, and uh, and we can you know find out more, find out who else is on there, because we know of three at least, and uh, we're in a Twitter yeah. chat, There's and they moaned about it, I think, about a week <clears> or two ago when it first came out so we'll we'll do the research and of course there's the whole wander franco card <laughs> mascot card wow that was a stromash right? yeah <clears throat> that's an, an interesting parallel as well um the only thing so i, the guy I, put I it can on ebay did he ebay uh, did fifty five thousand for it what for the wander franco <laughs> short print yeah wow I can't remember. I don't think he's even anywhere close to it, but yeah, he put it up on eBay. So I wonder if he's hanging out with our buddy Party Street Bets. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think he needs to wind his neck in a little bit there at 55K. But anywho, um, yeah, the, the only thing I, I can remember I can remember that was close to this was um, your man Kellenick's rookie card in Gypsy Queen last year, would it have been? Was his rookie year last year? Uh, where he didn't get a base card, but he got a short print card. Now, normally in Gypsy Queen and a lot of other tops releases, the, the last 50 cards are like high number short prints. So three, three, five, one up to like 400, for example, would be short prints. Uh, but it didn't include him in the standard short print run and he got card number SP-1. And there was no SP-2 or SP-3. It was just like a single set and it was Kellogg's rookie card. Uh, so yeah, so tops have I don't want to call it a habit of doing this, but they've clearly done it before, um, and there must be a reason for it. But um, I can't think uh, I can't think of a good reason why, and that's why I need to go and do some more research on that. But yeah, an interesting it, talking point for sure. It's tops effing with you. That's all. It is. <laughs> that's Pretty all much, it is. they can do what they want, right? <laughs> to yeah. be fair, I think I think somebody actually said that. It's like, well. You know, it's just tops doing tops being tops. Uh, so yeah, let's um, let's have a uh, do some investigation. That'd be a good uh, a good thing to follow up on to follow up on next week to find out the, the history of tops playing these games. But yeah, I mean, if if you're a set builder like uh, like Glenn, like I completely feel the frustration. You want to complete that set. You want to make up your team set of your team as well. Uh, Glenn being a Tigers fan, so he's getting it doubly tight there. Uh, so, yeah, a feel for you. Yeah, yeah. Go invest your money in Riley Green instead. You know, don't worry about Torque. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as you say, he's batting at 200. Like, go, go put your money in Riley Green. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> see, when did he come up? He came up like last week. I remember. I last remember week, seeing. Yeah. I remember seeing the alert on my phone that he was getting called up, and then literally five minutes later, I got like three different alerts from three different fantasy sports apps to say he'd been picked up in all my leagues. And I was like, oh well, I should have checked my phone, shouldn't I? So people were all over him coming up. Well, you would have made the team from the start of spring training or from opening day, but um, broke his foot, I believe it was. Ah, okay. Because so he was on track, uh, and then uh, yeah, well, that was it. If common, if rumors were to be believed, then we won't see his rookie card in any, in any release this year, or certainly not an update, because I've read somewhere that the cutoff for getting your rookie card an update is somewhere at the start of June. I think June the 5th was being speculated. Um, so Riley Green rookie cards probably be an online only releases. So I guess we could watch from in Project One Hundred, maybe T Two Hundred Six later in the year, that kind of thing. But tops now, top one, well, tops now as well, of course. Yeah, yeah. We've not had any position. Oh my gosh, well, there would have been. So there was the whole David Robertson thing as well. I don't know, did they do cards for that? I didn't. I didn't did you, did you no see idea. this? No, so David. Uh, David Robertson, long time, long time reliever. Obviously with the Yankees for a while, which is why I know who he is. Uh, I think after like sixteen seasons and like a billion games or something, he finally took an at bat uh, right. in some kind of blowout game because he was facing a position player who struck him out with the high heat at fifty-one mile an hour. Uh, <laughs> so it was like one of those one of these moments that's become the sort of very. It's become the thing now, right? With these mandatory pitchers have to face three batter rules. So we're, we're seeing more position players pitching. We're seeing, yeah, like middle relievers taking at bats and stuff because they've burned the DH doing some crazy nonsense. Um, so I'm sure there would have been a Tops Now card to, to celebrate that fact. But that was a, another kind of fun one from, uh, from the last week or so. Good on David Robson. Oh, yeah, he fell a couple it, off. <laughs> Yeah, the high heat at 51 finally sat him down. I think he got to a 3-2 count, fouled a couple off, and then yeah, took a mammoth cut <laughs> at one that was at his chin. He could have, you know, just got excited, and he could easily have walked to first. But hell, I'd be up there swinging too. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Like I said, if you, you've had one at bat in 16 years in the bigs, you might as well go out swinging. <laughs> yeah, man, you're swinging for those fences no matter what, aren't you? Yeah, good on them. You know, good on them. You know, the ongoing joke from like a... In the Dominican Republic, you know, you you don't walk off the island. <laughs> you go. <off> the island. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. <clears throat> All right, I'm glad we've managed to get some stuff in the show for next week already. While we round out this week's show, um, so yeah, that uh, we'll discuss that in more detail next week. But uh, until then, uh, we can round up this week. I think so. Uh, as always, Jason, thank you for joining us. Any closing thoughts? Well, I, I'm going to go off track with the cards here, but they've, they've released the MLB All-Star Game hats and they're trucker style. <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> oh, I hadn't seen that. The only hat controversy yeah. I've seen in the last week is that they did a 4th of July hat for the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> I'll let you think about it. Everyone, everyone can think about that one and go, oh, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, no, they, they just released the All-Star Game hats. They're not bad hats, but they've gone trucker style again and clearly didn't realize from spring training from all the photos of the bald guys with the bald nice guys web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the kind so, of shit that would happen to me. <laughs> yeah, so, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan of trucker hats, but there you go. That's my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> where, where is the All Star Game this year? Actually, what's that? Where is the All Star Game this year? I don't know. Oh, I thought I just put you on the spot. Did he put me on the spot? Uh, I think was it LA? Is it? Uh, I know next year's in Seattle. That's all that matters. Oh, next year's Seattle. It's NBA. I don't want an NBA. All Star MLB. Um, Pittsburgh. Uh, Dodgers. It was Dodgers. Okay, it was LA. Yeah, LA. You were right. Well done. I thought, yeah, LA and then Seattle. And after that, I don't know. So, Nashville. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's Nashville. a story for another day. There you go. I'm throwing my <laughs> I'm throwing my hat in the Nash in the Nashville uh, Nashville expansion thing already. <clears throat> All right, awesome. All right. That's a great way to end it. At least it's not socks this time, like it was last week. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll do the fashion update. Uh, tea and tops now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's a nice way to end the show. Why not? It's, it's always there's always interesting things going on in the world of baseball merch. Maybe it's a spin-off. Maybe we need to consider giving it its own podcast. We can add it to the the pantheon <laughs> of sliders, seltzers, and socks. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. That's a good working title. I like it. Uh, we can add it to the T and Tops Media Group stable uh, moving forward. That'd be kind of a cool one. All right, let's consider that, and we can maybe launch that soon. But uh, while we work on that, we will be back next week, next Monday. Uh, nice yeah, week. let's say we're let, let's say we're going to do a show next Monday because it will be the third of July. But um, yeah, show not be the fourth of July actually. Ooh, so yeah, let's wow. go for fourth of July special. Uh, so Ooh, unless yeah. you're away eating eating hot dogs and blowing shit up, are you? Or um, I, I somehow feeling a little less patriotic. <laughs> well that's um, perhaps understandable uh so yes, yeah let's, uh, let's say no, we're going to do a show next week in case uh, until uh, uh we may change it we'll see uh yes so yeah, i'm in but yeah I'm, I'm doing the the baseball scotland all-star game on the sunday i'll be doing the live broadcast on there from the game so me and obviously my other show ball caps and bagpipes and me and john mckeller my co-host will be doing the live uh, play by play the game there so that's my fourth of july right there oh hey just podcast or are you gonna twitch it up or something no or? it's it's it'll be a live show i'll give some more information about it there because we we're working out the details but it will be streamed live and me and john will be broadcasting the game there so oh i never thought i'd see you as a play-by-play guy but <laughs> yeah well see i bet I, you know i remember i did that first play-by-play in the uk four or five years ago that's when right, I do first, remember that. When yeah, we first started tapping and live streaming the games, yeah. Yep, we were the first person to do that and uh, had a, a very pleasant day with a six-pack of beer and uh, a comfy <laughs> seat. <laughs> and got a little loose towards the end there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was all I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's not how Bob Euchre did it, but it certainly was in uh, in Bull Durham, so yeah. Yeah, we know, Harry Carey. That was, if you ever watched the Harry Carey broadcast, but in the seventh inning, he was, uh, he was doing pretty good. <laughs> I know, seriously. You, you, you go watch, listen to a couple of Cubs games, you listen to the first inning, and you check in about the seventh inning. <laughs> There's a reason why the seventh inning strike was uh, pretty raucous. So. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Oh, well, let's say we're doing a show next week then. That may change at short notice, but um, with it being the 4th of July, we can. But yeah, let's keep it on the slate for just now. Uh, this week's show will be available as a podcast on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, from this Wednesday at 9 p.m. Uh, and yeah, until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, uh, have a fantastic 4th of July weekend if you're doing anything. If you're in Scotland and you don't have anything else to do, head along to Glasgow, where, which, who's Toll Cross, Toll Cross Park, Toll Cross Park. Toll Cross Park. I can't say Savannah Bananas and you can't I, say I, Toll Cross Park. Toll Cross Park. Toll Cross Park. In Glasgow uh, next Sunday, I'm presuming it is. Yep, Sunday. I think. Yep. One o'clock. I, I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know by tomorrow night when I do my show tomorrow night. So yeah, I think it's yeah. one o'clock. Go, uh, yeah, go follow Ball Caps and Bad Pipes. Go follow Baseball Scotland, uh, and you'll get all the information. So yeah, hopefully you get a nice day for it. Um, and yeah, go along and watch the uh, the Baseball Scotland All Star festivities. That'll be quite cool. Uh, and yeah, until then, we will see you next Monday. All right, guys, have a good one.